morning and welcome to Cork Buzz Wine Talk. I'm Laura Manick, Master Sommelier, and today's episode is about Wine 101. So, wine is made from one ingredient. Of course, that ingredient is grapes and fine wine. You can make pineapple wine or wine from blueberries, but let's leave that for Halloween parties. So, we're making wine, and the important thing to know about wine for starters, is how we ferment wine. The formula for fermentation says sugar plus yeast equals alcohol and CO2. That's really important because um, the more sugar you have in the beginning of the process of fermentation, the more alcohol you're going to have in the end. So just, you know, again, to recap, it's sugar plus yeast equals alcohol and CO2. So we're going to forget about carbon dioxide for a minute. I'm just going to leave that aside. We're talking about still wine, and still wines are basically wines that are table wine. So we're trying to get sugar in grapes. How do we get that to happen? Well, we need to ripen the grapes with the sunshine. So basically, if you think about it simply, the more sugar you have in the beginning, the more alcohol. Well, the riper the grapes, the more sugar. The more the sun shines in that area, of course, again, the more sugar. So it's safe to say, and just to simplify things, that we can break the world that produces wine into three major climate areas. So we'll say cool climates, areas like Germany, really far north, produce wines uh, that have low amounts of sugar because of the sun and photosynthesis. So we're going to get low alcohol wines from cool climates of the world. Uh, let's just go to Tuscany for a minute, and we'll talk about moderate climates. These beautiful green rolling hills of Tuscany, you have the ability to ripen grapes a little bit more moderate in sugar, um, more medium amounts of sugar. So therefore, you're going to get moderate or medium amounts of alcohol. And then lastly, let's think about an area of the world like Australia. Really, really beautiful, sun shining all the time. Grapes that are just sitting in the sun, um, getting really, really ripe. So we have a lot of sugar in them and then therefore a lot of alcohol in the end. Okay, so we never go up to a table as sommeliers or <clears throat> waiters and say, you know, try this wine. It's really high in alcohol. You'll love it, right? That sounds like you're going to have a hangover the next morning. Nor do we want to say, you know, yeah, this wine is low in alcohol. Perhaps you feel like you're getting cheated. So we use the words body to describe alcohol. I'm sure you've all heard wine being described as full-bodied, medium-bodied, or light-bodied. And this is the weight of the wine on your palate. So basically, you would have a light-bodied wine, and it would feel like skim milk. You would have a medium-bodied wine, more like whole milk. And then if you had a full-bodied wine, it'd be like heavy cream. So basically, those low-alcohol wines will be light on the palate, really easy to drink, and the medium-bodied wines would be a little bit richer. Maybe they last on your, on your palate a little bit longer. You feel them long after you've swallowed. Lastly, those full-bodied wines, really rich, really decadent, kind of creamy and uh, long-lasting. So let's recap again. Cool climate wines, light in body. Medium climate, moderate in body. And warm climates, really full-bodied wines. So that's really interesting, right? Because you're in a restaurant and you're having sushi. Sushi is a relatively light type of food. So you're thinking, well, maybe I would like a light body wine to go with that. Well, you can rule out half of the world by just saying, okay, no places that it's really, really sunny where I would wanna go on vacation for surfing. I'm kind of joking, but not really, because 
let's say that Napa Valley, it's a really, really warm, beautiful area. It's a, a valley, so the sun is trapped inside of the valley. Well, Napa Valley Cabernet, which is probably great for steak, you know, with Bernays sauce or really full-flavored dishes, is probably not the best for that light fluke sashimi. So just to even think about basic wine 101, we know that the climate affects the body and the alcohol. And what I would say for pairing is the lighter the food, the lighter the wine. So you think about the body of a dish. And again, it's somewhat hard at first to think about wine like this because it seems like such a mystery and so challenging. But I think that the best part about it is to use references to things that you do know well. So imagine fish, you know, a light piece of fluke or maybe a medium flavored fish like tuna or really full flavored fish like trout or salmon. So you get the idea. The other thing that's so important and really interesting about the climate where a wine grows is the level of acidity that is in the wine from the region. So for example, I told you already that alcohol is lower in cold climates. So what do they get high amounts of? Well, they get high amounts of what we call acidity. And acidity in wine, simply put, it's it's like a backbone. It's like acidity in sauce. Imagine a big, rich, buttery sauce. And if the chef just squeezed a little bit of lemon, it would lift that sauce up a little bit. So acidity is necessary in wine to make balanced wines. Of course, really, really high acidic wines, let's say what you would have as the base wine in champagne, might be too astringent, might be like drinking a glass of lemon juice. So you don't want extremes in wine, you want balance. So a little bit of acidity gives the wine a lift. A lot of the acidity will make the wine taste like citrus, lemon, lime. When we describe acidity to guests in restaurants, we usually don't say, try this German Riesling, it's high in acid. Or try this California Viognier, it's low acid. Because that's, again, sort of off-putting. Nobody wants to drink something that's being described as highly acidic. Makes you feel like you're going to have heartburn. So what we do use is words like clean, crisp, tart, refreshing. So it's 100 degrees outside and you're sitting in an outdoor cafe. Do you want a creamy, rich, buttery wine? Or do you want a crisp, clean, refreshing, tart glass of white wine? So when we describe that, what we're really trying to tell you is that it's going to be acidic. So what that means is it's going to make you salivate. It's going to make your mouth pucker. A lot of people will say you taste acidity on the sides of your mouth. In Germany, in cold climates like Germany, we have high levels of acidity. In moderate climates, here we go, medium amounts of acidity. So maybe that Tuscan wine we described as being moderate in alcohol and moderate in acidity would be kind of a crowd pleaser because it's medium and medium. And then in those really warm places like Sicily, in the Mediterranean, super sun-drenched wine region, you would have a low level of acidity. So the fruit almost starts to taste jammy, kind of like the core center of a blueberry, really opposite from that tart cranberry or pomegranate that you might get in Tuscany. So to recap what we've just discussed, let's say a cool climate region is high in acidity, low in alcohol, and light-bodied. 
a moderate climate will be medium in acidity, medium in alcohol, and medium bodied. And a warm climate will be low in acid, full in body, and high in alcohol. That's it for today's lesson. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope to see you soon at Cork Buzz. Mm-hmm.